Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,454. What you do is a hundred times more important than what you say. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car have two cars or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Gilbert's, Illinois, Arnie Toman. Arnie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Always. Yeah, and listeners, you will discover here, Arnie is always buckled up and ready for a very fast ride. Arnie Toman is a Christian, a husband, a father an entrepreneur, and an automotive scofflaw. You'll understand that in a minute. Arnie is the co-founder and former VP of AMS Performance. He is currently starting a new venture in the automotive space and beyond. Arnie built and drives the world's fastest Hearst, hmm, that's interesting, and now holds the coveted Cannonball Run record with a time of just, get this, 27 hours, 25 minutes, covering 2,825 miles from New York to Los Angeles a record he sent with past Cars yeah guest Doug Tabbitt. Arnie also holds the competitive Cannonball event record at 31 hours and 45 minutes set during the 2904 in 2017. A movie car and oddball vehicle aficionado, he is a regular guest on the popular VinWiki Car Stories and YouTube channel and writes a blog titled Arnie's Antics. You can follow Arnie's Antics on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube like I do. 
Arnie, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little more about your interesting life and your passion for automobiles and driving rather fast? Always been into cars since I was two years old. My mom said I would always be playing with matchbox cars on the floor. Anything automotive has always fascinated me. As soon as I could drive, you know, I started, you know, tinkering around with hot rods. I kind of caught the tail end of like old school hot rodding, I guess you could say, like carbureted uh, Chevy small blocks and that kind of stuff in the very early 90s. Um, From there, I got into turbocharged four-cylinder cars, co-founded AMS Performance, and kind of rode the whole import performance craze from almost its uh, inception to uh, kind of the peak in about 2016. Around that time, I, I kind of broke into the illegal underworld, underground world of cannonball racing and kind of rode that wave and um, just recently broke the record. Yeah. You know, and I had your uh, cohort in prime or cohort in speed or cohort in fun, let's call it that way, Doug, on the show. He shared uh, a lot of this. And I know since I've had him on the show and today, since you're on the show, uh, there's been a great video out about what you guys did, which I really enjoyed watching, learning a lot more about the difficulties of doing an event like this. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and a lot more about you. But I want to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires, in your case, smoking here on Cars. Yeah. So Arnie, take the wheel. I would say what you do is a hundred times more important than what you say. Being a person of integrity has always served me well. Just honoring your word with deep respect, no matter the outcome. If you said you're going to do something, you do it. And that, that's helped me uh, build some amazing teams, gain the trust of others, just because people know when I say something, I mean it and it's going to happen. You know, it's uh, sadly, it's not a trait that really is. Uh... So much followed these days, it seems like. There's a lot of people out there, especially social media, talking up things, saying they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and then nothing ever comes to fruition. Let me ask you this, because one of the things I've learned in my life, I'm a little bit older than you, so maybe a little bit more mature. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to admit that. But I found that living an honest life, my dad taught me that, is really, really important. And like you said, doing what you say, walking your talk. I've also found it's a good way to motivate myself. If I tell people, hey, I'm going to go out and do this, that's the big push I need to do it because I've told people now, I've like admitted it. It's like you. I'm going to go do the cannibal. Yeah, right. Sure. Have fun. Yeah. Who's, yeah, I'm going to break the record. Yeah, right. Sure. Have you found that that's part of what works in this mantra for you? Yeah, no, because once, once you've said it, it sort of materializes and then, and then you have to execute on it. Because you honor your word with deep respect. Well, you said it. Well, now a time to put the uh, the wheels uh, in motion. Yeah, the pedal to the metal in your case. That's for sure. Well, you talked about this a little bit at the beginning, playing with Matchbox cars. You brought a smile to my face because I've still got all my old Matchbox cars. In fact, I've still got the, the one first one my dad ever bought me, a little red Jaguar XKE, a red coupe. Still have the box for it, believe it or not. I'm one of those crazy guys. Uh, let me Let me ask you this. What part of your life or when in your life that was pivotal for you, you realized, you know what, cars, that's it. I'm a car guy forever. It was a an article that I saw in, you know, I don't even know what magazine it was. You know, Road and Track, Car and Driver was right around 1985 or 86. 
And there's only one other person that I've talked to that remembers this article, and that's Alex Roy, another Cannonball guy. So someone had built a black C4 Corvette, and it was outfitted like the ultimate Cannonball car. This guy had the, you know, the bear tracker, police scanner, a CB radio, the latest radar detector. And what I remember he did in the back of the car is he had a switch. So he could, you know, in the back of a Corvette, it has the four lights. He had a switch where you could disconnect the inner ones to change the look of the car. And it was at that point that was like, I was hooked on Cannonball forever. Like that car is just like ingrained in my mind. Unfortunately, I don't have the article. And Alex, Alex doesn't know where to get it either. We're both like frantically trying to find this article about this car that meant so mo- so much to both of us. So if any of your listeners know, remember that article about a black C4 Corvette is around 85, 86. That would be fantastic because I, you know, I just I've been unable to locate it. You know, I've got to think eBay would be a great place to go to find that because you see old magazines for sale all the time, sets of old magazines, and there's plenty of people that keep all these old magazines. I think it's cool. But more interesting is the video I watched of you and Doug, you guys did a couple mods to that Mercedes that you drove that made it look from the back like a a Honda, I think, pretty much some tape over the lights and things to kind of change the back. And I hear this from a lot of my guests from the time when they're little, they could identify cars at night by their lights. And I'm fairly good at doing that. I think we all are when it comes to those of us who might drive a little too fast and Oh, those lights look like a highway patrol car back there. I better slow down a little bit. I think I find it interesting that that article brought us all the way to now and that you were doing that, that big old Mercedes you guys drove. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's ultimate. I built a couple of cannonball cars and, you know, I, I've done similar things, I guess, to disguise the, the, the car a little bit. Just, uh, you know, in Cannonball, it's like you wouldn't want to do it in a red Ferrari because it's just too noticeable and, and just it creates a bunch of attention. So the, the, the old adage, I think Brock Gates said it is run silent, run deep. Yeah, absolutely. I had uh, Brock's son on the show a couple of years ago, and we talked a little bit about his dad and all the things that they've done. But, you know, my next question here, I don't know where you want to go with this, but I always ask my guests about a big challenge or a big failure. Do you want to talk a little bit about this Cannonball Run and the challenges behind this? Because I found the video, and I'm going to put a link to it on your show notes page here on the Cars Out website. I found it pretty fascinating, the things that you have to do to be able to pull this off from trackers, people watching out for you. It's not this simple little thing where you're in a car with somebody and just trying to watch out. And I know Doug said the biggest concern is safety, of course, watching out for other people who might be pulling in front of you uh, because so many people in this country ride the left lane if you will. Uh, they don't stay to the right. So is that where you want to go with this challenge question? Or is there something else you want to talk about? Yeah, no, the, the the challenge of this, you know, so many people say, you know, when I talk about Cannibal, like, oh, I'm going to do that someday. Or I, I, I'm going to break that record someday. And people won't even get as far as like putting the extra fuel cell in their car, just because it quickly becomes a daunting task. There was, you know, hundreds of hours of preparation that went into this. And, and, and one of the biggest challenges, like you said, like left lane riders, you know, we purposely push this as late as possible in the season because construction is over with at that point. So you got the best roads out there. Uh, it's before Thanksgiving. So there's very few, you know, people are done doing their summer traveling. They haven't begun doing their holiday traveling. So you got the least amount of cars and then figuring out what time to leave New York, because obviously 
and, and you want to stay away from as many big cities as possible. That's why we chose the route that we did and made sure that we were like handled the, like the east third of it in the middle of the night. So then, you know, you're in the Midwest in the middle of the day where there's, you know, absolutely nothing. So, you know, it was, it was really about kind of getting through the country as efficiently as possible. And that's finding the, the time with the least amount of cars. You know, I've used to travel to Europe a lot and specifically Germany. And I would go over and rent usually Mercedes, BMW. I was there once in 96 to pick up a new Porsche. And of course, the Autobahn, uh, no speed laws on parts of the Autobahn. And when you're running at very high speed, you don't realize the amount of fuel you suck up. And I remember one stretch I was driving and all of a sudden I went, what the hell is wrong with this car? It's on empty. Well, I'd been going way over 100 miles an hour for a long time. Uh, yeah, that extra fuel cell is something you don't think about. But every time you got to stop for gas, that's, that's minutes ticking away at that clock. And time is our enemy, right? It's the enemy of life because it never stops. It's relentless. The other question I have for you about challenges is I can't imagine the stress because I tend to drive a little fast. And every time I do, I'm always watching the mirrors, and especially where I live in Washington, where the speeding laws are very strictly managed here, and many of the cars, the high patrols are unmarked. So my wife's always saying, why don't you just slow down and not fret, fret so much? I, I'm sorry, I can't. I just like to kind of push it a little bit. How do you manage those stress levels? Here's the thing. So when you're, when you're doing a cannonball, if you're doing it correctly and safely, you've, you've got the driver who's solely focused on driving. And then you've got two people, in our case, both on gyro-stabilized binoculars that are watching. I mean, they're literally watching the road and everything unfold a mile ahead, feeding the driver the information you need. So you're well aware of you know, something in the road or what cars you're coming up on or you know a turn you know obviously it makes it a lot easier with like ways because you know so the driver can see you know kind of the the way the road is turning and that kind of thing really the stress level at least for us you know me and Doug are probably the most experienced guys who have ever gone and, and done this as far as like breaking the record we've got i think 11 cross country runs between the two of us so you know we we know what it takes we work well together and, you know, really for me, I can't speak for Doug, but the stress level really wasn't there simply because I know these guys have got my back. They're watching for anything that could slow us down, any potential problems, any, uh, you know, police speed traps up ahead. Yeah, so or I, things I in the great. road or construction people on the side of the road that, you know, might be changing a tire and they're a little too close to the roadway. I mean, all those things that we just, when we come up on them, those of us who drive, you know, we just kind of go, oh, wish I'd known that was around the corner. Yeah, no, I was, um, I, I was well aware, uh, and and Doug was well aware because we were feeding that information. And 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 here's the thing, it was done very safely. I know that sounds like totally counterintuitive, but we don't pass people at high speeds. First of all, you know, it's dangerous. My my whole thing is don't you don't scare anybody, you don't make them hit their brakes, you don't make them turn their wheel, you don't affect them in any way, shape, or form. It's like when we go past, it's like we never went past doing that safely. And then also, if, if we were to drive recklessly, like the cops would be called like immediately. Yeah, everybody like, you pass would go, there's some nutcase that's weaving around, going in and out of traffic. Right. And, and it'd be easy to find us. We're on, a, we're on an interstate. Yeah. 
You know, it's not like there's a bunch of roads that can be, you know, it's like, which way did he go? You know? Sure. Like, yeah. It's not like the, the old movie where they pull off the road in the, in the black Lamborghini and then spin around and go under the overpass and go under a truck and all the, all the Hollywood hocus pocus that makes right, this thing seem. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's incredible. And uh, I know there's probably some listeners out there shaking their head going, well, this is very dangerous. Why would you do that? But I, I'm encouraged by the fact of some of these facts. And again, I'm going to put a link to this video because you can kind of see how they progress through this drive. But more than anything, I mean, it's just, it blows me away how fast you guys did this uh, and in the safe manner that you did it. So kudos to you guys for setting a record that I think is going to hold for a long, long time. I don't know how anybody could break it, but like they say, records are meant to be broken. Let me uh, ask you a little fun question here. Go back in time. What was your first really special vehicle? And maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Um, so that, that would be my second car. I had conned my father into allowing me to buy this modified 1971 Chevy Monte Carlo. Okay. <laughs> it had, it had a, a mildly built 350 small box Chevy engine, and it had, been, it had been swapped over to a Muncie four-speed. So the thing was a lot of fun to drive, and I learned so much about cars because I literally, literally rebuilt the whole car uh, between me and my friends from top to bottom, engine, transmission, suspension. So I learned so much from that car. And and just being a four-speed, I mean, the car was not, by today's standards, you know, not very fast, probably mid-13-second car. But to us, it was like the, the fastest thing around and just banging gears in that thing. And oh, man, so much fun. Before I forget, what's the car that you and Doug drove across the country to break the Cannonball record? Uh, it's a 2015 Mercedes E63 AMG, uh, outfitted with the Alpha 9 package, which is the turbos, intercooler, downpipes, that kind of thing. It boosted about, it was actually detuned to 700 wheel horsepower. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, that's a pretty cushy car too. I mean, pretty comfortable. I would, oh, I would get, yeah, yeah. Uh, but very, very powerful, very fast, uh, very capable. Vehicle. Yeah. Wonderful cars. Nice. Made for the Autobahn. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Is there a car you've owned in your life that you have a little bit of a seller's remorse about? Uh, yes, there's two cars. Uh, back when I was with AMS uh, for those 15 years, we had built a really notable uh, drag car. It was a Mitsubishi Evo 8. And you know, the, the car we had like, I think when we sold it, it ended up getting about 1400 horsepower, ran mid eight second quarter miles. And I mean, it held the record for the fastest Mitsubishi Evo for years upon years. And I remember we were moving on to the the Nissan GTR platform, and it was kind of like time to get rid of this thing. And I ended up selling it for like $32,000, which, I mean, to recreate that car, it it was like $150,000, $200,000. And we sold it so cheap because nobody wanted it. We held on to it too long. So I I really regret selling that because for for that kind of money, I'd I'd rather just have it here to look at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, sorry for bringing that up, but I asked all my guests that question. In fact, uh, coming into the new year, I've kind of rearranged my questions a bit, and I've actually taken that question out of the series because I think I, sh- I created too many tears over the past five years of people, me included. Uh, I've had many cars I wish I'd hung on to. Well, I don't know if you're ready to announce it yet, but I, I alluded to this in your intro that you've got some new things coming up here for the new year. We're just almost into 2020. I can't even believe 2020. That sounds bizarre to me. How did, how did my life spin by so fast? 
I guess my life has basically been a cannonball run. Uh, what has you excited and fired up about the new year and what you're going to be doing? I left AMS a few years ago. That was a tough decision, but I had some an elderly aunt and an elderly father who uh, needed some care. So I took about a year and a half off to kind of uh, take care of them in the last days. And you know, after they passed away, I, I'm an entrepreneur by spirit, and I, I like I can't control myself. So I had all this like pent up energy to start things. So. You know, a few of the things we started, I started an exotic car dismantler, which uh, we buy wrecked exotic cars from auction and sell them off in parts. That place is called the Prime Cuts Chop Shop. <laughs> so, I like it. I, you know, I'm not surprised, Darnie, that you would call it that. Being the scofflaw that you are, yeah, you called of, yourself that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. It's a little edgy. Um, I've, I've got a warehouse uh, here in Gilbert's that I'm, I'm refurbishing where I have my CNC machine shop going. But uh, in the back, we're going to be doing a, a repair shop and performance installation shop called Cannonball Garage, aptly named for me. I also hold a ra- uh, race every year for the Nissan GTRs for drag racing called the GTR World Cup. Every every beginning of February, Bradenton Motorsports Park down in Florida uh, we bring together all the the fastest Nissan GTRs. It's a it's a like a VIP style drag race. It almost fe- it has a feel of like a private track day. It's really catered around the drivers and not the spectators. Usually, events are like get as many spectators as you can, collect all the gate money. Like we just like throw that out the window. We all this is is about drivers. It's um, we don't let in a ton of spectators. It's a it's a really really cool um, different kind of race. And then outside of uh, automotive stuff, we've got some patents pending on a gym bag that hangs in a commercial gym locker, kind of like if you had like an LA Fitness, Lifetime Fitness, it hangs in the gym locker and it opens from the front. Ah, so it's cool. Called, so that's called Seven Supply. And then uh, we've got a clothing brand called Crook County, which if you're from Chicago, we have a, a county called Cook County, and it's known to be very crooked. And crooked. It, it's it's, yeah. it's, where it's it's Chicago, basically. So Chicago, it's yeah. It's been dubbed Crook County. So we've got a clothing line called Crook County. You know, uh, yeah, you are an entrepreneur. This is interesting to me. Um, yeah, you, you were so kind to, to help your family members there through uh, end-of-life experiences. Very challenging. I've done the same thing. It's It's very hard. Uh, kudos to you for taking time off to do that. Uh, you never get that time back. Uh, and those folks that do that kind of thing realize that before it's too late. But these are cool. So what I'll ask you to do is shoot me off web pages, things that I can direct my listeners to for your show notes page. And as these things come to fruition, I'll be out there promoting uh, you for my listeners on my social media. So all you listeners be ready to hear about all these incredible things that uh, Arnie is doing. Yeah, here's a, a guy that doesn't sit around. But we know that he jumps in a car, drives across the country in 27 and a half hours. So what the heck, you know, life, life is short. So Arnie, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors that make this possible. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street 
and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made in the USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out, enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's that's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Arnie, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question. I want to get into the head of a guy that does the kind of stuff that you do. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would Arnie Toman be and why? I would be a Mercedes-Benz E63 AMG Estate. Oh! The station wagon version uh, of an E63. And uh, the reason I say that is I consider myself fast, versatile, and unassuming. (laughs) Yeah, right. Unassuming. You know, I chuckle because I got to drive one of those cars not too long ago. Oh, my gosh. That is such a nice wagon. I like wagons. I've always wanted to have a wagon in the house. Not really for me, but for my wife. But she likes SUVs. She's very petite. She likes to be up high where she can see things a little bit better. I'm hoping the next car we get her, she'll let me talk her into a wagon because I think they're pretty darn cool. But that car, you know what I found? And this is silly, but anyone who's driven in those know when you go around a corner, the bolster inflates to hold you in place. I thought, I was in that car first time I drove it, and the salesman, I go, whoa, what's going on? And he just looks at me and smiles. He goes, pretty cool, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, lots of luxury. Nice choice, my friend. Well, Arnie, up next is the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Mercedes wagon throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, To buy someone else's project. Now, this is interesting because most of my guests who I deem to be wise, they suggest buy somebody's car they've already restored. You said the word project. Well, I'm into modifying cars. 
So okay. maybe maybe in a in the restoration world, I would say yes, buy a car that's already restored or maybe like really close to being done. But uh, for me, I love modifying cars and customizing them. And what I found from pouring endless uh, amounts of money into cars that I start from scratch is it's just better to find someone else's project that they've already at least bought all the parts for and just have like burned themselves out of because you can get you can get the car for pennies on the dollar. You know, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. let them let them uh, take the major hit on it. You know, it's like buying a new Mercedes. Like, that's the most terrible thing you could possibly do ever. Right. You know, yeah. w- wait a few years, let it depreciate to half of what it was new. Yeah. And then and then buy it. Yeah. You know, I've had a couple of friends that have bought wonderful three, four, five year old Mercedes high end cars that less than half of what they were new. And typically people that buy those cars take really nice care of them. So they've yeah. had all the extras put on them, the paint protection, they've waxed, they're taken care of, they don't get driven in the rain. And then they get tired and uh, they find out, oh my gosh, that $120,000 car is only worth $35,000. And my friends go, cha-ching, score. So yeah, Absolutely. that's a good advice. I like that. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I would say, do what you say you're going to do, you know, kind of going back to what I said earlier and under promise and over deliver. Yeah. You can, you can never, you can never go wrong. Absolutely. How about a resource? There are so many great resources out there for us these days. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? The VinWiki app. Yeah. I think that thing is so fantastic. A cr- basically a crowdsourced social version of Carfax. I find it so fascinating that you're able to share the story of of cars and, and just watching it get populated with uh, information about cars. Like, I can't wait to like 10 years from now to be able to go back and like look at a car I may have sold and like see where it is now. And, and it's just, it's really cool to just keep track of the maintenance you've done on your car, keep track of the modifications that you've done to your car. Just, it's just like making like a, it's like Facebook for your car. Yeah. Diary for your car. Yeah. It's very, very cool. For those of you who are not familiar with it, go back. Uh, I've had a guest from VinWiki on the show here. Uh, check it out. It's really, really cool. Uh, you know, every car has a story. My good buddy who's been on the show many times, Joe Pep, has a show called Every Car Has a Story. And uh, definitely these cars do. And even the car I have, the collector car I have, I've learned over the last 10 years some things about the car that the original owner who I bought it from didn't really tell me the whole truth about the car. Um, and I found some fascinating things. Nothing bad about it, but just fascinating stories going back to where it was first bought, how it was delivered. It was a European delivery car. Fascinating stuff. So maybe I need to go to VinWiki and add that stuff in there. That sounds like a good idea. If I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? That would have to be Brock Yates, <laughs> yeah, the the, fo- the founder of the the Cannonball. You know, aside yeah. from Cannonball, he had uh, just a, such a great career as a as a writer. And he's just one of those guys where I just, I'm sad that uh, he's gone too soon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not surprised you mentioned him. Uh, as I said earlier, I had his son on the show. For you listeners that missed my show with Brock Gates Jr., you go back and find it on the Cars yeah website. I think uh, the apple didn't far from, fall far from the tree. Uh, yeah. They're both quite, quite interesting characters. Let me ask you this. If you got to sit down with him, what's the first question you'd ask him? Why, why he... Stop doing the cannonball in 1979. Why? Why he found that that was the time? Yeah, we'll never know, but we can always think about it. How about a book? Is there a book that you'd like to share with our listeners that you think is worth reading? Yes, um, any of the. You know, I'm a big cannonball fan, as you may have noticed. But uh, a cannonball by Brock Yates 
is a, a, just a fantastic look back at the 70s and just the uh, just the process of putting together this run and, and just the amazing memories that they must have made. You know, I've, I've been to a couple of the reunions with some of the old cannonballers and these guys are in their, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And they, you know, they, they, they may look like they're in rough shape, but like when they're talking about these experiences, they like light up and it's like they're back, you know, 40, 50 years ago, just totally reliving it. And it like, so for me, I can't wait to have those memories of what I've just done in, you know, in the past five years. So it's, it's really fantastic. Yeah, pretty darn cool. It's a great book and uh, it's, it's definitely a book that should be on any automotive enthusiast shelf. I'll remind our listeners you can find all these great resources Arnie shared with us today on his very own Cars Yeah show notes page. So just check him out. Arnie Toman on the Cars Yeah website. All right, Arnie, we're up to the checkered flag here. I've got, I know we're a couple days past Christmas here, but let's think about Christmas. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet and park it in your garage. That's the fun part, but there are a couple rules to my game since I'm paying for the car. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or fund a business. You got to keep it. You got to live with it. No garage queens allowed here. You got to drive it. But I don't think that's a problem for a guy like you. But here's the kicker. It's the only one cool collector car you can have. What's it going to be? I think um, I think for me, that would have to be the Ferrari F40. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I could see you driving a Ferrari F40. You know, it's interesting that you say that because my... Uh, a uh, most recent sports car market magazine has one of those on the cover. Uh, hit a very high mark uh, for sales. Have you ever driven one of those cars? I have not driven one, but I have a friend who owns one, and oh. I was so blessed to have gone out on track in it and and drive about fifty miles home in it with him. And that was just a dream come true. That that car to me, you know, that's that's the car that was on my wall. When I yeah. was uh, when I was yeah. growing up, and sure. you know, just the technology—you you didn't see a car like that back in 1987 when it came out. Like that's the first time I had seen like race car technology in a street car, and it just right. like was was so like next level. I yeah, basically an F1 car for the street is what that thing was. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And when you look at those cars, they're they're somewhat crude in the way they're made. I mean, you look at the manufacturing techniques nowadays. I mean, supercars are like perfect, right? There's no flaw anywhere. This car, you could see its racing roots. I had the pleasure of driving one once. Now, I didn't get to, nor would I, because it wasn't my car, really stand on it. But uh, the owner said, hey, put your foot into it. Don't be afraid. And the thing that blew me away was when you're sitting there, you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. I can't believe I'm in this thing. Quiet, pretty docile. But when you stand on it, it turns into something else. It's like the monster comes alive. Was that your experience? Yeah, no, it's it's funny. I'm used to like newer turbo technology now, you know, yeah. things that spool up quick. And man, it, it's it's not the fastest thing. It was actually a lot slower than I expected. But it's like, it's a whole bunch of nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, bam, there's all the power. You know, yeah. it's just so, so laggy. But I mean, that's how it was. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've got an 87 Porsche 930 turbo. And, uh, you know, I drive the car now and it's, I mean, compared to my M3, it's, it's slow, you know, it's like nothing there, but, but yeah, back in the day, I mean, those were supercars, man. They were like super fast and, but that turbo lag will bite you. Got to be yeah. careful. Oh yeah. Especially, that. especially in a Porsche 930. Yikes. Widowmaker. Yeah. Well, yeah. First time I let my son drive it, we went somewhere where there was nobody around. I said, okay, here are the rules. Uh, point it straight, no turns, and you can put your foot into it. But just 
remember. And I just remember the look on his face. He put his foot on it. And in my mind, I'm going 1001, 1002. And he's like, whoa, dad, this is cool. And before he could say the word cool, everything lit up. <laughs> and, oh, the look on his face. I wish I'd had it. I should have had my, my phone ready because it was, it was delightful. Very cool. Arnie, you've taken me on a very fast, fun ride today. This has been great. I want to thank you for sharing your incredible stories. I want to congratulate you on this incredible record you and Doug uh, did. Safe and sound. Uh, I don't know how anybody's going to beat it, but again, records are there to be beaten. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Could you give us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off in the sunset in that Ferrari F40 I'm going to buy you? I live my life thinking about what are people going to say at my funeral? So I think if you want to make a name for yourself, you know, you need to stand out. You know what? And as we near the new year here, I would advise everybody, look at the new year as an opportunity to do what you've always dreamed about doing. And you know what? Go do it. And I don't want to end this on a somber note, but this year, Cars, yeah, I've lost six past guests that we've lost this year. And it just makes me realize life is fleeting. Life is important. Get out there and fulfill your dreams like Arnie and Doug did. Just go do it because there's nothing like today to get it done. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you with what you're doing? You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Arnie's Antics. That's A-R-N-E-S Antics. And uh, I also have a blog where I share a lot of stories about rallies and cannonball. And that's uh, Arnie'sAntics.com. There you go. I'll make sure I put links to those on Arnie's show notes page. In case you didn't catch those, you can just go to the Cars Yeah website, click on any of those. I would encourage you to follow along with this dream maker here I'm talking to today, Arnie Toman. Uh, hopefully he will be an inspiration for you in the new year. Arnie, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise. Until you and I talk again, happy new year, my friend. I'll see you down the road. Thanks for having me, Mark. Best wishes to you and to all your listeners in 2020. Absolutely. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!